Today, we are going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast and the Belco experiment. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I am here with Matt, be our guest, hey. <laughs> and everybody, I am here with Joel Mighty Morphin Cunningham. hey Which one do I get to be? Hopefully not the- Whatever the, one you want, man. I don't know, which I forget all the different Morphin powers. I know some of them. The White Ranger was always the big best Wait, one, He right? had the Falcon? He had the Falcon. Well, he was the green one. The green one. This is OG, like the original <laughs> is, Power Ranger. So yeah, way going he was back. green yeah. at first. Okay. And then he became the white one. Right. He like lost his memory, right? He was like, but yeah, he was, he was like, like the super powered one. He was brainwashed and he was like the best <laughs> one. His name was Tommy. <laughs> I remember he's got the yep. ponytail. Yep. <laughs> That's taking me way back old school. Wow. <laughs> well, it is great to be here with you, Matt. And uh, welcome as well to all the people that are listening in for this tremendous conversation about a film that's coming out next week, The right. Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time or maybe uh, first time in a while, um, this show is where we talk about films and review films that we've seen recently. And we try to give you a bit of that fan versus critic perspective so it's kind of the two sides of the rotten tomatoes score yep. matt tends to be a bit more of the fan perspective yeah a bit fanny bit emotional a little windy fanny yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> there you go in case it's a hot summer day and i tend to be a bit more of the critic perspective so i tend to look at things a bit more pessimistically as yeah. the appropriate way and nice way of saying that but uh <laughs> before we get into the actual reviews which i'm very excited to talk about um i wanted to just bring up again the contest that we're currently running yes we've already had a bunch of people sign up for which i'm very excited about um matt did you want to talk about that yeah let's talk about this contest so yeah. we talked about it last time if you've been listening you kind of know what it is but mm -hmm. here it is again it <laughs> is um it's a social media uh, post-related, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's a social media experiment where yes. you're locked in a high-rise office. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, that's yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. Uh, different okay. thing. Different we'll talk thing. about that later. Less bloody. There you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, you're gonna find or essentially online find us or just go to your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, and you're going to post a picture of a movie or TV show mm -hmm. that you're most looking forward to coming out this year. So that could be Alien. That could be Power Rangers. So that could be Life. Yeah. That could be Transformers 19. Yeah, we jokingly said tra yeah, Transformers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, you have all kinds of stuff. So many. Justice League even. Justice League. Wonder yeah. Woman. Anyways, yeah. so find a picture post it on online one of the social medias and then tag us in it it's important mm -hmm. for you to for you to tag us in it that way we can find it and we can actually enter you <laughs> into it yes. and then what's going to happen is we're going to draw your name out of a magical digital top hat we have a magical real review digital top hat yes that we designed yes <laughs> with out chinese experts engineers right yes. yes it's out of math two parts magic one part one part random and love. So there so, we go. Yes. We're gonna randomly, lovingly pull a name exactly. Out of that. So we're gonna pull a name <laughs> out, and then you are going to win a fifty dollar gift card to AMC Theaters. Good stuff. Yeah, man. It gets you and yourself to a film, and, and you can half a person, and you can split a red vine, <laughs> one red vine. You know what? I've had a hankering. For red vines, it's a weird <laughs> Did you thing. Say hanker. I have. I. <laughs> you know what? I lived in Nebraska for a couple of years. I think that's the Nebraska side of me coming out. But, well, I've got a yeah. hankering. Yeah. For a sip of water. Well, we were joking last week about I've had this addiction to Lacroix, 
and now it's kind of moved on strangely to red vine. So I might have to go get myself some of those after this. Lacroix, Lacroix. is, is the, yes, the, uh, drink, the is a drink. gateway drink gateway to the red vine. Yeah, if somebody yes. brought me a Lacroix and a red vine right now, I would just kiss them and thank <laughs> them very abruptly. So awesome, Matt. So yeah, definitely get signed up for that contest. Um, if you want to contact us, if you have any questions about that, shoot us an email at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. And our Facebook is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. We also have a website www.guesswhatrealreviewmedia.com. Boom. Boom. There it is. So uh, with all of those things being said, Matt, why don't we get into our reviews? Let's totally do Sounds that. Sounds good. Cool. So what would you like to start with? Hey, you know what? I want to start with something. Well, I want to start with a tale as old as time. Oh, a Beauty and the Beast tale. Beauty and the <laughs> Beast. I So this was a film. Uh, let's do, so I'll do a brief synopsis of it real quick. And yeah. Matt, unfortunately, you did not have a chance to see this film. I did not. No, which no. is unfortunate, but you're going to go see it later today. I'm going to see it right after this. Right, so I'm going to spoil everything for you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming if, yeah. yeah. How can it be a spoiler if I, it's like the cartoon? Right, so yeah. I want to say, I'm going to give you the description of everything in a second, but I do want to say the beginning of this this is a film that is it's a seminal classic i mean everybody knows the original beauty and the beast cartoon it's a tale as old as time it's a tale as old time there you go (laughs) and so um i'm not going to hold back so much i will hold back on anything that's i think new right as far as spoilers that like if it hasn't been the original right but we all know you know happy ever after it's disney it's you know it's gonna end a certain way sorry spoilers but (laughs) so but i i do want to talk about some specific things in the new version as well so but this film basically the description for it on imdb is an adaptation of the disney fairy tale about a monstrous looking prince and a young woman who fall in love it's directed by Bill Condon. Last, <laughs> last time I said Condon. Bill Condon. Bill Condon. Uh, <laughs> it stars Emma Watson, Dan Stevens, and Luke Evans. Um, as well, there's a lot. There's a huge cast for this actually, but right. they're the primary three. Of you have Belle, the Beast, and then Gaston, who are kind of like the primary three. And then you also have um, her father, who. Um, I think is a he did a pretty good job in this as well. It's kind of the first time I've seen him in anything for a while. We're talking about Kevin Klein, um, you right. have Lafoe, who's Josh Gad, and you have a couple other people that are kind of playing the different parts of his staff. You know, so you have Lumiere, who's Ian McGregor. You have Cogsworth, which is Ian McKellen. Um, you also have uh, Emma Thompson, who plays Miss Potts. So it's this huge cast of characters, and so. Here's what I like to do. I want to start off talking about some things about that, that I really liked, yeah. and then I also want to get into some stuff I didn't like so much because I'm just going to say this at the get go. I think people, this is, this has the tendency for people to get really mad at me Okay. because I would say overall, I didn't really enjoy it a lot. Okay. I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, I'm just saying that up front because I want people to hear me. All right. (laughs) There's going to be people out there right now. They're just like, how dare you not like this movie? We just got 17 emails saying I hate Joel. Yeah. Just all these, (laughs) if we had a thumbs down mark, we would have just gotten a bunch of them. But (laughs) so the elements of the story that I really liked in a lot of ways was I, I felt like the production design was really good. It did look good. It looked really good. It it felt really good overall in the style. Everything felt like, okay, if this was a realistic sort of portrayal of something like this actually going down, which I mean, how how realistic is it? But if it were to be, then I, then I think this is kind of the look it would have. It felt like they definitely took their time to get rid of a lot of the cartoonish features of a lot of, especially, you know, the different servants and everything like that. Like everybody made sense for the way they looked. It didn't look kind of silly. Okay. You know, cool. um, Additionally, I would say that the music, for the most part, was pretty good. I feel like the the sound design and everything like that was effective. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of things. The special effects 
were also very good. I really like that. And I think that's about it, unfortunately, <laughs> for me that I could put in like the positive columns. Um, I'll just say this. I'm, I'm going to make kind of a blanket statement. Do and it. I do want to get questions and input from you, obviously. But I, th- I felt like this was a, it was almost a fan version of the film. It felt. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it felt like these were people that were trying to be the characters in the story, Beauty and the Beast. And I think what they were going for, and I and I will give them credit for this, I think what they were trying to go for, and it, this is would be maybe the other area where I felt like it, it did kind of work at times, it felt like they were trying to go with, if this were a real thing, mm-hmm. if a person was really to become this beast from this enchantress and have this curse and the people, and it, this is how it would have gone down. And I think that played out in in addition to just showing the way that they included some types of, you know, social issues kind of in our current culture, they incorporated those in the script when those were always much, much, much more hinted at in the original cartoon version of it. So I feel like with this version, they really tried to go like realistic. Okay. And I give them credit for that because they aren't just trying to, in a sense, just remake the exact same film. Right. And so I'm like, kudos for you trying to do something that's a little different, but did it work? That's the question. Did it work? Did it work, Joel? <laughs> Thank you for asking, Matt. Let me tell you. So for in my personal opinion, no. Oh. I don't feel that it worked super well. And I feel like a lot of that had to do with the fact that since I, I'm a big fan of the original and since it is a cartoon, you know, you can do it well, you can do it poorly. A good example of doing it well would be like the Jungle Book. Yeah. You know, when you watch the original Jungle Book cartoon, it's kind of larger than life. It's a little silly, but it's it's kind of grounded a little bit. I mean, they they buy by the laws of nature and everything like that. And it's yeah, a cartoon. Yeah, this cartoon. Too. But you know, when they remade the Jungle Book, it it felt more real, but it felt fun and exciting, and it felt like everything had a logical reason for being there. Whereas this film, I felt like there was a lot of tonal issues. Mm. I felt like a lot of times it felt almost like the characters were reading the lines that they knew, but they didn't really connect well with the lines. Um, I will say Dan Stevens did a great job as the Beast. I think I really enjoyed him overall. In the trailers, he was sounding a lot like him. He sounded pretty good. he did a really good job. And one of the things that we also talked about that I had some major misgivings about was Emma. Oh, yeah. How did you feel about her? She was a weak point for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wasn't as bad as I think I felt that she might turn out to be. I would say on a scale of like 1 to 10, I would give her like a a barely passing. Okay. Um, she kind yeah. of, that, I think the main problem with her is that again, I, I think she, and it might be the directing because I kind of had this general overall sense of a lot of the characters in the film. It felt almost wooden. It felt mm-hmm. like there was this level of emotion at times that they needed to get to. Mm-hmm. And there was a lack of, and what I would say is healthy pauses and healthy beats you know, in a normal story, when a person is going through something that's um, a little bit deeper, a yeah. little bit more contemplative, you kind of want to see that. You want to see them shifting gears. You want a little bit of pause in the story. You want to kind of see that in their emotion, their expressions. With this film, it was almost like everything was like boom, 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 like next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. There was only really, and I and I was watching for it because from the very get-go, they jump you know, so in the original film, they did this really cool thing where they kind of had like the the stained glass looking 
cartoon like drawings. Yeah. Right. And it had this really cool stylistic feel and it it kind of got you in that mindset of like this is another it's a story, it's another world, it's another environment. Right. Whereas with this film, they jump right into the story of basically the beast and how he becomes the beast. And they tried to ground it in a lot more of like a reasonable excuse for why he would be as, you know, turned into the beast and why the enchantress would do do what she did to him. Whereas in the original it kind of felt a little weak. Yeah. You know? So it, it made sense, but it felt like we were just rushing right into it. Ah. You know, it felt like we were just jumping right into this story about him turning into the beast and then, okay, then it's so... I'm not doing a very good job explaining it, but I think you're doing all right. Okay. The the best example of this I could give is that there was a there's a couple moments in the story, like the the moment where, you know, when Belle first decides that she's gonna take the place of her father mm-hmm. and be the prisoner for the beast instead of her father for stealing the rose, they tell her very clearly, like, stay in the East Wing, don't go to the West Wing, right? And that was right. a big part of the cartoon. Like they're yeah. like, Don't go to the West Wing, don't go to the West Wing. And there's a moment in the cartoon where you actually can watch her kind of gear shifting and thinking and she's like interested in it and then she kind of goes over there even though she knows it's bad and she's hesitating whereas in this movie you have that you know be our guest famous be our guest scene and then they go oh by the way don't go to the west wing (laughs) and she just walks up the stairs and then she goes right to the west wing (laughs) and so it's like it's almost like wait a minute can't we at least give her a moment of like hesitation or contemplation yeah contemplation that like hey this is this is a, this is a weird thing and there was numerous times in the script where i needed just like a reaction shot right. of like a person getting like scared there was numerous times where like the beast like jumps down in front of somebody and they're just like oh whoa it's a big beast that's kind of freaky i mean if you saw this intimidating <laughs> beast like creature water buffalo right yeah like in the original <laughs> movie i mean when her father finally sees the beast he's like oh my gosh he like freaks out it like scares him and he kind of falls down in this one and but she's still like she's not really scared of him it just it lacked this deeper sense of emotion the moment that they did it right and i would use this as an example of what i kind of wish they had done throughout the rest of the the film was when the moment where she's leaving, she runs away. He, she gets really mad at him and she just runs out and the wolves attack her and he comes to save her or come to get her back, whatever you want to call it. The wolves attack him and attack her and he gets all bit up (laughs) like in bad shape and he falls down. And then she has to make the decision at that point. Is she going to help him or is she going to go back home? And there's a moment there and you can actually watch it in the film where there's a beat and they put the camera on her and you can see the beast in the background, and it just gives you a moment where you actually see the clocks turning, and she has to decide, what am I going to do here? You just wanted more of that throughout the movie. I just wanted more moments to just kind of connect with the characters instead of like, boom, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Gotcha. Um, There was also the incorporation of some new elements to the story that 90% of the time I felt like, although I understand why they were in there, it didn't really add anything to the film. I don't really feel like it aided me with the exception of one, I liked the explanation of, I liked the way that they treated her finding out more about her mother and the history of her mother because that made a more realistic portrayal of sort of why her and the Beast okay. end up kind of connecting with each other. I felt like that was a very realistic thing. But there was also plenty of moments where I was just kind of like, okay, this is a new song. This is a new dialogue. Right. I really didn't like, and this is like a personal thing maybe to me, but I really didn't like the change that they made to Kevin Klein's character who okay. in the original film, you know, Maurice, her, yeah. her dad plays this really quirky kind of like silly, yeah. like off the wall, like inventor guy that yeah. everybody knows in the town is like this idiot. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, he's very grounded and he's very like, everything just okay. makes very logical sense. And it's almost like he just kind of fell into a couple unfortunate set of circumstances that people ended up looking at him 
as the bad guy. Whereas the character that I think they did great, the one that like, oh my gosh, I get exactly what his motives are and what he's doing and what he's wanting was Gaston. Okay, yeah. Very clearly, this guy's a jerk, and you know that- It's Luke Evans, right? Yeah. So and- he was he had that, that bit in the trailer that I <laughs> giggle at every time. Yeah. He's like, you're the most beautiful thing I ever saw. And he's oh, looking yeah. at a mirror, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did perfect with that. I mean, you really got the sense of why he was so pompous and why he was so suck, and it was hiding and underlining, I think- discomfort with himself and anger and aggression and i really got a sense of who he is where with everybody else they did have things that were working under the surface Mm -hmm. but it didn't really feel like it aided in making their characters more interesting Ah, i felt like it more distracted from the person the real like external personality the over the topness in a way yeah it felt simultaneously like pandery to me where they're showing this because this is part of it but then also simultaneously like but we're not going to do it quite the way you're used to doing it um so yeah the big thing that that I keep hearing about for the people that that do like it are, or the, I'm sorry, the, a lot of the people I'm hearing that are either like mixed on it or don't like it are are like kind of relentlessly comparing it to the original. Yeah. Um, whereas the people that I'm finding that do like it are more of like it's a kind of a it's kind of a new thing of the same kind of story. So yeah, I don't know. So I, I totally get that. I feel like when it comes down to it, end of the day, and I read a I've been reading a bunch of different reviews on this, good, bad, ugly, all the yeah. in between. What it really comes down to is this: the kind of movie that you feel like is going to stand the test of time. When people think of Beauty and the Beast, are they going to think of this film? Or are they going to think of the original? And I right. will completely give credit that that's a very high bar mm-hmm. to kind of set for a film because Beauty and the Beast is a classic that's been out for so long yeah, and so yeah, beloved. Yeah, yeah. But I think the truth of the matter is that it did fall flat for me in a lot of ways. I think one thing that would have aided it was if they'd been a bit more intense with some of the emotions and a bit more paced, if it had been paced a little bit better. And then I will say, although Emma did an okay job, mm-hmm. I think the singing was just okay. Okay. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're blowing me right. away. And I read a review about this the other day that like everybody was saying that, you know, if we're going to start bringing back these musicals, can we go back to the idea of doing overdubbing? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Because some of these stars, they're not singers. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not like they did bad, but I, you know, as a person that's worked in audio a lot and done a lot of audio work, I'm like, I'm telling, I can tell a couple of these people, they've worked the crud out of their vocals with autotune. Right. I mean, you as a singer would know. Yeah. And you'll probably notice as well. They're not horrible, but it's just kind of mediocre. So I'm going to see this right after yes. we record the show today. <laughs> so no, <laughs> so if I end up like coming out loving it, I think we'll yes. probably have a, a, a follow-up conversation. A follow-up conversation. I would love to do that because <laughs> I feel like I'm just throwing this out at, at we'll see the what world happens. right yeah, now. We'll yeah. <laughs> so my overall rating, and then we can move on to our next film. Um, I'm giving this one a 79. Ooh. Yeah, so C+. Plus. Okay. I, I know, like, again, like I said, we're going to get some people out there that are just like, I can't mm. believe you're saying that. For the tale as old as time. For the tale as old as time, it's oh, going to hit a C+. Plus. I, I'd say, in my, in my opinion, I'll stick with the classic original Disney cartoon. Um, I'm not even getting into all the social issues. I don't even want to talk but about that But we can live yeah. in a world <laughs> where you can have both. You can have the original cartoon and the new one, and go. they can both exist on your shelf. Absolutely. For those of you out there that are really upset right now, I understand that you can enjoy the film. Subjective opinions allowed. Yep. You are allowed to enjoy the film. I give you my okay. I'm not going to judge you. So, yep. yeah. Awesome. So, Matt. Yes. Why don't we go ahead and then move into our next film we're going to be reviewing today. Yeah. So, I originally was going to go see Beauty and the Beast as well. Yes. Turns out 
that whole plan fell through. So okay. I went and saw the other wide release happening this weekend, mm-hmm. this past weekend, and it was the Belco Experiment. Hey-o. Yeah. So if you remember uh, talking about this, I think a week or two ago, we were, I, I was relatively excited about it. Yeah. You, um, had a, you had an optimistic, I think it was like a 7.5 out of 10. Right. So right. I'm, I'm pretty, um, I like genre uh, films. And, and so when it, when it comes to something like this, like it just looks really interesting to me. So let's start with the, the basic, you know, synopsis in a twisted social experiment, 80 Americans are locked in their high rise corporate office in Bogota, Colombia and ordered by an unknown voice coming from the company's intercom system to participate in a deadly game of kill or be killed. And this is directed by Greg McLean written by James Gunn, who also did the guardians of the galaxy films and, um, stars John Gallagher, Jr. Tony Goldwyn, Adria Arjona, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a number of other people. So, um, at least eighty other people. Um, I think it's Adria Arjona, but I don't know. Sure, Bill yeah. Condon. I think that's okay. Bill Condon. <laughs> so, yeah. um, let me say this: I I went into this n- not expecting a lot. I was excited for it, but mm-hmm. I was kind of just like going to be like, ah, oh, this is going to be something kind of dumb, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. And it was a little bit, but I did have a little <laughs> bit more fun than I was anticipating with oh, that's it. That's cool. Um, here's the thing with this. it's They set it up to be this like big psychological experiment. Right. I didn't love this movie. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Yeah. It's getting um, some okay ratings. Right. So it's just yeah. okay. Yeah. But um, they set it up to be this like psych, psych, psychological experiment, like I was saying, but... Um, it's almost like they kind of shy away from making it about the psychology of it. Hmm. So it's kind of the like um, like Hunger Games in an office building where they're pitting everybody against each other. Hey, you got to kill this many people or you're going to die. And these guys, and you see it in the trailer, they have, they all have been tagged with like these transceivers in the back of their head. Mm-hmm. They have explosives in them. So like they, at first people are like, uh, they're kidding on the intercom. No one's going to die. And then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden people like their heads are blown up. So Which, it's kind of, it's pretty realistic. I mean, I think if anybody, yeah, I would probably judge it and be like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they set it up. I do like the explanation of why these people actually worked in this remote building. They seem mm-hmm. to set that up really well. They set some of the characters up really well. I felt like they focused on too many people okay. like to, it seemed like they were trying to make you care for too many people. Right. Um, but I will say this, my favorite parts of this film were the scenes and all the aspects that in, uh, involved John Gallagher Jr. Okay. We've talked about him before. He's great in 10 Cloverfield Lane. He was really good in this too. And I think I think I could see him more. I don't know if he's ready to have like his own like carry like his own film and be a lead star just yet, but I think yeah. this is a really good like kind of foot in the door for him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I really liked him because I was able to most relate to him. Yeah. Um, he seemed kind of the most real, the most kind of tied to his like morals kind of a thing. And he um, and he does he does something really great at the end. I didn't see coming, <laughs> and and I was I was really pumped about that. And I, I left on a high note because nice. I was like I was kind of like meh the whole way, and I was like oh okay, they kind of made up for some stuff in here. That's good. But John Gallagher Jr. by far the highlight of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, other than that, I think that's about it. There were some really interesting, um, like character interactions. Yeah. Um, where I was like, okay, that's, that's fascinating. And there was even one arc where I was like, where is this going? <laughs> like they, they follow this one lady 
and um okay this is going somewhere what's happening with this is she what's gonna what's gonna go and they keep cutting back to her like yeah. she's separated from everybody else yeah and then nothing happens hmm. it's just like what was the point of that <laughs> it was which is a sign of pretty bad writing right it's like so, they're just trying to incorporate something but yeah it got cut um so let me can i ask you some questions yeah go for it so one of the things we talked about with this film is that it could potentially go down that road that's really hard to like kind of wander down, yeah. which is that road of comedy horror. Right. How do you feel like this film did that? Do you feel like it did that at all? That's or? Its, no, that's it. That was its biggest negative in okay. my opinion. Um, and I'm, you know, I told you previously, especially with Kong, like if I can have enough fun, I can overlook tone. Yeah. Um, this, the, the subject matter is just way heavier. Um, it, it shouldn't have much comedy. Yeah. I mean, it can have some, maybe even closer to the beginning. But yeah. once people start dying, it's you gotta you gotta kind of stick with that tone. I yeah. feel like. And so yeah. what happens is, um, I feel like James Gunn. He's the one who wrote it. Mm-hmm. He's great. I mean, he wrote Guardians One. He's Guardians Two comes out this year, and I think that works out perfect because he's a funny guy. Yeah. In that context, it's really great in Guardians, right. but. Well, he um, wrote he wrote Slither, which is right. a and comedy it's, it's, horror kind of yeah, film. horror comedy. Yeah, um, and it's kind of a satire on things too, as well. But yeah. the um, the way that it works in Belco is uh, there's some like comedy elements up front, but once some serious stuff starts happening, it, it's almost like he feels like he has to throw in like some sort of visual joke or yeah. some sort of like line of dialogue to kind of bring levity to the situation, mm. which I don't feel like it needed it. I feel yeah. like once they hit the ground running with the serious tone of it, they just needed to make it like just straightforward, okay. more like thriller because it wasn't really horror either. Hmm. Um, it was more, um, it, w- it was, it was very violent. I wouldn't, you know, if you're kind of sensitive to that, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> anybody. Family. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not for kids at all. But yeah. um, what I would say is that it needed to have a lot less jokes, especially after the first act. Uh, gotcha. The first act setting it all up, joke away. That's totally fine. So do you feel like they were going for like the comedy horror horror comedy? Yeah, and failed. Yes. Okay. I feel like they failed. Like. It could have gone either way. I felt like they were trying to make it f- a funny thing so it wasn't as serious the whole yeah. way through where it would have benefited just to go either horror. Yeah. Actually, you know, I think they should have just went horror. Okay. Um, uh, thriller instead of um, trying to make it funny. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, I was like tense. There was a lot of scenes where I was like, ooh, this is kind of tense. Yeah. And then they'd throw some like lame joke in there. I'm like, what did you do that for? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Okay, I'm not tense anymore, and I yeah. want to be tense in these like those films, like Ten Cloverfield Lane. I was tense like the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you got you an know? R rating for a reason. Right, You're not trying to make it like just a joke. So maybe go for that for a reason. Yeah. Um, I I like horror comedies for the most part when I see them and they're done well. So yeah. it's kind of disappointing because I don't feel like we've had a really good one for a while. I mean, I liked. Uh, I thought The Visit was a pretty good horror comedy. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. So I might have to go back and watch it. I think the last one that I watched that was really good was I, we talked about is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh yeah, which is really good. Yeah. I thought that was great. Kind of an under like underknown. Get Out was kind of even well, not even full horror, but it was more like thriller comedy. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was it a lot have of, a bit of that. Yeah, but yeah. No. So okay, so you mentioned the thing about the horror. I was going to ask you if it was kind of more of a horror film, but you've kind of answered that. So mm-hmm. it's it's more of you're saying a straight up thriller. Yeah, it's more of a thriller like okay. suspense thriller yeah. with like unnecessary comedy. Okay, so and then my other question that I'm thinking right now is how do you feel and you kind of t- you touched on this but how do you feel that it ended? Did it leave you with a lasting good impression or was it just kind of like meh? No, I like the ending. Uh okay. well, 
There's, if you, you can look at it in two ways, yeah. um, the ending, there's like a tag, like a little tag scene they throw at the end to set it up for a sequel. Um, uh, and I probably wouldn't like that personally. It was okay, okay, but that's not what I'm considering the ending. The, the ending is like how the initial story that you're right. in right. the whole time yeah. resolves, how that situation resolves. I thought that was awesome. Okay. I thought that part ended awesome. The little taggy then, meh. But the thing, <laughs> the thing with, uh, how the office situation resolves. Like I was kind of like, Oh no. And then John Gallagher Jr. is involved in something that I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. Yes. That was the best part, but it, that, that did redeem it um, a little yeah. bit. Cause I was kind of like, oh, what? I, I was frustrated with yeah. it. It wasn't. And it was almost like it was trying to be that psychological thing. Like I was saying, but it didn't ever go there. Yeah. You know, it didn't ever touch on it. Like, we're, you know, we're the moral group of people and we're the immoral group of people and we're just going to kill. We're, no, we can figure this out. We can do something out. You know, it didn't, yeah. it, like there's blanket statements that were said, but it didn't ever dive into that any further. Yeah. Yeah. So this film falls in line with a couple similar thematic ideas that I know of. So Hunger Games is probably the most famous. Right. There's also another, originally a book, which Hunger Games as well, but turned into a film. It's a Japanese film. Battle Royale? Battle Royale. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed the book Battle Royale. I really didn't enjoy the movie because it felt like they kind of were getting sidetracked here, but right. I'm going to tie it back in. So it felt like they kind of tried to do like the Hollywoodization sure. of Battle Royale to make the concepts more palatable and understandable to people. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not what people like about Battle Royale, but it still gets some good ratings. How do you feel like on a spectrum of Battle Royale, because it wasn't a comedy at all. It was much more of kind of a horror thriller type thing and Hunger Games, like on a spectrum between those two. Mm, it's know? hard yeah. um, and they say this I wouldn't even go with either one of them more so I would say closer to Battle Royale for the okay. violence yeah because one is more a drama action right and the other one's more of a horror thriller that's it's closer to the Battle Royale than it is Hunger Games okay but they tried to like throw like and they say this in all their marketing it's like the, it's like office space yeah meets Battle Royale yeah so it's they're trying to throw that humor in there yeah which there is some to be had yeah but I, I think it, it fails for everything after act one. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. So then on a scale, one to 100. So I was going to leave the theater. Um, I saw it with a buddy of mine and, and I, I don't usually like to talk about a movie right after I s see it. Yes. Um, because I'm a processor. I really got to process it and really think of, you know, what elements I did or did not like. And it's rare that I come out of a movie and I was like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> but those movies... I usually am pretty impressed with, and yeah. those are great things. Um, I felt that way after Logan. Yeah. Um, Although morbidly so. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I loved it. Exactly. But, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was gonna. I was. I was really. Le I left the theater kind of thinking, oh, you know, this might be a uh, mid sixties. Hmm. You know, a D. Yeah. Um, but I really. I know. I like the end. Ta not the tag. The ending with John Gallagher Jr. I want to I want to see it do it a little bit better. I'm going to go see minus 70. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. That's I think fair. it it looked about that range to me. I will say as well, this is a movie that at least is somewhat trying to do something kind of a little different. Right. And so I can appreciate it for that. So, yep. well, Matt, any other thoughts or things to go over for the view section? No. That's it. That's all I got, man. Cool. Well, then we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here on the review for uh, the review 
podcast. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. The Real <laughs> podcast. So thank you guys for listening in. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, really easy to do so. Uh, first of all, you can check out our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Real Review Media. And there you can also sign up for our contest. We have an Instagram, which is at Real Review Media. And we would definitely love to connect you there. You can also sign up for our newsletter and check out our website where we cross post a ton of information, um, which is realreviewmedia.com. And then lastly, you got any thoughts, any questions, if you want to run something by us, um, then you can definitely email us. We would love to hear from you. We always love getting good good feedback, not bad feedback. Right. right? <laughs> at our uh, email address, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. So yep. there you go. Matt, anything further? You know what? <laughs> what? Nothing. I don't have anything else. No. I, just to say, you know what? <laughs> I was all excited. I was like, ooh, we got something new. Nope. No. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening in, and it's been real. It's been real.